The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson, and we have today a special guest, David Allen, best-selling author of Getting Things Done, and his newest book, Making It All Work. Well, there are just tons of resources available on managing time and getting organized, goal setting and visioning, but few have put it all together into a systematic process for winning at both work and in life. Our guest today has done just that and is known internationally as a leading expert in personal and organizational productivity. It seems that everyone can improve in one or more of these areas and the rewards for improvement can be dramatic, as David will share with us today. Before we begin, um, I would like to just share a little bit of background. David Allen, uh, as I mentioned, is an international author. He's also a lecturer and founder of the David Allen Company, which is a management consulting, coaching, and training firm. In the last 20 years, he has developed and implemented productivity improvement programs for over a million professionals in hundreds of organizations worldwide, including many Fortune 500 corporations and U.S. government agencies. He delivers public and in-house seminars, executive workflow coaching, and consulting programs that address organizational productivity and alignment issues. Having logged literally thousands of hours working with individual executives and senior professionals, David has developed a revolutionary, unique, and highly practical system for improving personal and organizational productivity. He is author of three books, um, the international bestseller, Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity, Ready for Anything, and his latest book, Making It All Work. He's a popular keynote speaker on the topics of stress and time management, productivity, and high-performance work practices. Welcome, David. Delighted to be here, Cheryl. Thanks. Well, share with us uh, how um, making it all work differs from getting things done. Well, getting things done was really uh, like a a how-to manual about how to sort of surf on top of your world these days, which is changing so fast and is so complex and has so much input coming at everyone. And what had happened was just some very simple best practices that I had researched and put together in the first book, I described those, but since that book was published, uh, the, the amount of feedback that I got about how transformational applying those simple little common sense and, and practical kinds of behaviors and, and tips and, and techniques, the, the phenomenal result that people got had me think over the next few years, wait a minute, there's something deeper going on here, and the new book is really a reflection of is essentially the principles behind the principles. Why those 
few stages, you know, that I've described in getting things done about how do you get control of email or how do you get control of your desk or your head and, you know, keep things clear, how that really applies across all aspects of your life and work. And so it's a little, little deeper and wider cut on, you know, why that stuff hits such a nerve. Well, it uh, really resonated with me, David, so I, I'm very uh, grateful for the opportunity to have read it and to have you on the show today. And um, can you just tell us a little bit about the process and how we can get started with it? Well, basically, you know, I, I discovered that there are really two things. It, it's kind of the simplicity that I got to on the other side of all this complexity, which is there are really two things that are ever the issue in terms of time management or organization or focus or any of that. And, and it, it really comes down to the two aspects of control and perspective. Uh, how do I get control of the situation? Now, you know, everybody's been in a situation where they said, well, wait a minute, we need to get organized and get focused. Obviously, you, you folks work, work with people, uh, you know, who, who need a new job or a new career, and they need to get organized and get focused, you know, about that. Uh, it just so happens that those are a little too simplistic, that getting organized is really more about getting control of my situation so that I'm in the driver's seat instead of feeling like I'm run over by it. And there are five simple stages that you go through to get control of anything. And, you know, we can go into some of that detail. But once you get control, then you also need to make sure you're focused on the right, in the right direction and toward the right thing. And there's, you know, at least six different horizons, uh, different altitudes, essentially, that we need to identify, you know, what are the things that I'm committed to at those different horizons. So the five stages of getting control and the six stages of, or the six horizons that you need to focus on to give you appropriate focus and perspective are really very common sense kinds of things, but I, I, what I did was put them together in a, in a methodology where you can say, wait a minute, if I need control, let me do these five things. Uh, wait a minute, I now need to know that I'm focused on the right thing. Let me make sure I have these other conversations. David, as you know, we have uh, many, many listeners who are actively involved in their job search or perhaps have lost their position. Could you, for them, share any thoughts you have relative to how everything you've done applies to them and their particular situation? Well, the, you know, the, the I, I hate to say one size fits all, but in a way, the same principle will apply to a, 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 a company or your family or any kind of a situation. The first thing you really need to do is you need to essentially get control of your situation. So the five stages here would very, certainly apply if you're in a, a job or a career transition kind of mode. So the first thing you have to do in the first stage of getting control is how to, is capturing essentially what has your attention. It's kind of a doing a reality check called what's true right now. How much money do I have? You know, what are my resources, et cetera. And I'm sure, you know, you folks have checklists about all those kinds of things. So that's the, that's the first thing to do is kind of locate yourself in space and time. Say, well, wait a minute, what's true right now? You know, where, I'm, where am I and, and what is it that, that's the reality I need to be aware of in all of its aspects? So that's the first stage is just getting that inventory clear. Secondly, you need to then decide, okay, now what do I want to accomplish? Where do I go with this? What is my project? Is it re just researching? you know, possibilities of a new career, or truly I need a job, you know, in the next two months. So those defining, obviously, the outcome that you're committed to, and then the action steps. You know, obviously you need to decide, okay, if that's my project, how would I move from where I am right now? What's the very next thing I need to do? So that's the clarifying stage in terms of determining, essentially, the work you need to do about your work. Stage three is, of course, getting organized. In other words, once you make those decisions, you need to then, obviously, line your ducks up in a row. 
and you know, in some sort of coherent way, so you're not wasting time and being inefficient about how you move forward on this. And then you need to build in a review and reflection process, because no matter how organized you get, and no matter how smart you think you are, the world's going to change, you know, in the next hour. And so you need to constantly be able to step back and reflect and review your situation and circumstance, and then recalibrate and repoint and refocus, and then keep moving. All of which is then moves to stage five, which is basically making trusted choices about what you're doing, as opposed to just being driven by latest and loudest out there. So those are those five stages, you know, of capturing, clarifying, organizing, reflecting, and then engaging. That's kind of that's actually how we all get control of anything. It's how you cook dinner. It's how you, you know, it's how you manage any of that. But that would be the application. Certainly in those kinds of circumstances, or is highly appropriate to, uh, you know, to use these techniques. Indeed, I was really struck, uh, David, by the parallels of our system, Job Search Tool system with the recommending uh, recommendations you just uh, briefly went through of gaining control and perspective. And, of course, when someone uh, has lost their job uh, rather than uh, others who might be looking to, to upgrade their situation, it can be very emotional for them and make it really tough to, to focus on those, um, uh, both the control issues as well as the perspective. So in the total system, we give them several steps to what you've outlined of how they can accomplish that. And I think it's really interesting that, that you mention one of the best questions to ask is, what's most got your attention? So tell us why that's so critical to, to start there. Well, in order to be productive, you need, your, you need to focus your attention on whatever it is, whether it's cooking dinner or getting a job. And so the ability to focus your attention means you need to, well, you mean my attention is not totally focused? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, you know, that, that's, that, that's a tough one for most people to be able to get get a handle on how do I keep my attention focused appropriately on what it is and not feel distracted or feel like I'm being pulled 22 ways from Sunday. But if you're really trying to do that, then you've got to start with where your attention is. Uh, in other words, if your mind is, is wrapped around something right now, no matter what level it is, and you say, well, I shouldn't be thinking about that. I need to be thinking about this other thing. But if you don't handle the first thing that you're actually thinking about, it keeps bugging you. <laughs> it's still in there. You know, there's, it's actually there for a reason. Kind of the, the part of your mind that keeps playing back those kinds of things that are on your mind. You know, oh, I have to get cat food. Oh, yeah, but I should be focusing about my career. Yeah, but I need cat food. <laughs> you know, well, handle cat food. Doesn't mean you have to go buy cat food, but you better do what you need to do to get that noise out of your head. And that actually, you know, is what you need to do to actually get cat food. So you start with where you are, and you start with really where what what has your attention. It doesn't mean that that should be the ultimate thing that has your attention, not at all. You want to be able to free up your head to focus where you want to focus it. But if it's bogged down with all kinds of, you know, incomplete open loops and things that are pulling on you, you better get control of that first if you want to be able to have access to your attention in an appropriate way. David, speaking of being bogged down, look at the economy today, look at the unemployment rate. Uh, people are getting bogged down every day in bad news and what was me, chicken little, the sky is falling. You're talking to people all the time. What is your current assessment of people in terms of their mood or their attitude toward uh, getting a job? We're very interested in this and would appreciate your feedback in that regard. Well, you know, there's, I, there, there's two things going on. Obviously, you know, it's not a fun time for a lot of people that are having to rethink their life. Uh, and at the same time, never hurts to rethink your life. And, 
you know, I, I probably know as many people that, in a way, though they'd hate to admit it, are are actually dealing with some of the important things they know they should have been thinking about long before now, in terms of what's really what really matters. You know, that happens all the time. I, you know, I was on Wall Street on nine at, at nine eleven. I saw them hit the buildings right there, and I would literally was there, and I watched the whole world for the next eighteen months or two years sort of go up to 40,000 feet and say, okay, wait a minute, what's really important right now? Because, you know, it just reminded us of our own vulnerabilities. So, you know, as it, I don't mean not to be Pollyanna about this. You know, you don't need to necessarily, you know, I'm not saying that everybody out there is happy and giddy and having a great time, but I know most of the people I know and most of the organizations that I know are, you know, really needing to do a very healthy self-assessment called what's really important, what's really true, what's really what should we really be focused on? You know, and I, I think in, in many cases we were, you know, as a culture and a lot of individuals were just kind of a little fat and happy. And, you know, this this is a kind of a reality check that's gone on. So, uh, you know, in using my system, using the getting things done system, and, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you're sitting there trying to be Pollyanna and, and happy about something that could be highly uh, stressful to you or highly challenging to you. What it means is that, that you need to get control of the ship you know, whether you let yourself then play victim to it is, you know, or whether you, okay, now let me gird my loins and grab hold of the wheel and point now myself in the right direction. doesn't mean you're not in stormy seas, but it does mean... When we get back, we'll visit this topic more, so don't go away. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? 
Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa, where America learns to invest best stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson. We're talking today with David Allen about making it all work. And David, as we close out the first segment, you were making the uh, important um, observation that in times of change and, and dramatic um, uh, catastrophe sometimes or even in situations of loss, that it's sometimes a struggle for us to look at the trade-offs between focusing on perspective versus uh, gaining control. Uh, what is your recommendation on, on that? Well, generally speaking, you know, if you're out of control, it's very difficult to focus. These are, you know, they're, they're very tied together because, again, as I said, if you're feeling like the ship is sinking, you don't actually care where it's pointed. You need to <laughs> plug up the leak and stop mm-hmm. it from doing that and kind of get control of, of your ship first. So if you had to pick between the two, I would pick that one first. But they're very closely tied together. If, if, as you're getting control, you're not then focusing on what you need to focus on, you're likely to keep hitting the rock that sank the ship to begin with. So, you know, yeah, you got, you got to, you got to keep the ship from sinking, get it, get under, get it under control, and then quickly make sure you're pointed in the right direction. So, the perspective piece really is, it really is an important one as well. And you know, actually, there's a subtle point here that I, I, I might as well make, and that is. In a way, it's all about understanding what are my commitments with myself and at these various horizons. That could range from, you know, up at what I call 50,000 feet, which is, you know, why am I here? What's the purpose of my life? What's the purpose of, you know, the, the, the big intention, if you will? And that essentially, if you're here to do something, and, uh, you know, that's my working hypothesis that we are, that we actually are on the planet to, to fulfill some sort of a purpose to, you know, expand and express and grow in some way, shape, or form. That means you've got a big project. <laughs> you know, you've got to, that is a project just like any other project called, you know, manage your life well. Mm-hmm. But again, as I, as I mentioned in my books, you know, you can, you know, knowing what your life purpose is is not necessarily going to help you decide which email you need to write first or which person in your network you need to go, you know, have a lunch with first. Uh, you need to then come down to more operational levels of that. So there's lots of different horizons, six that I've identified. You know, you've got purpose, and then you get the vision of what would success look like. With you know, I was fulfilling my purpose, all the way down to shorter-term goals, as well as managing and maintaining areas in, in your life that are important to you just on, on a maintenance level. 
and then all the projects you've got about all that, and then all the actions you need to take about all of those. So those six different horizons, they really are, you know, the, the tools that will let you decide where do I need to put my focus. It's some alignment of all of those different horizons. At, in, in, in an interesting way, though, all you're really trying to do is get control at all those horizons. They're just more subtle. David, in our book, Job Search the Total System, we have found that our tens of thousands of clients over 30 years in business are tremendously uh, excited about who they are, what they want to do, and oftentimes they're getting beat down by life, but they have huge potential, a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Share with our listeners your experience in that regard. Well, sometimes the more you know creative you are, the the more challenging life can be because you're not willing to put up with just the you know just the old uh, go to work, come home. You know, I remember back years ago, I had relatives and you know much older than me, and, and in the old kind of culture, they came home and nobody nobody even knew what they even did for a living. They were such a big uh, essentially uh, divorce or chasm between what they were doing professionally and the rest of their lives. They never talked about it. They just kind of left it there and then came home. And I, I, most of the people that I know who, you know, who are, you know, creative, sensitive, intelligent, you know, kind of hip now and with it, folks, uh, you know, it's not. It, it's it's a much bigger game and life. You know, I think a lot of people have raised the standard so that their work and their life, they're they're after quality, and they want that quality. And that you know, it's kind of the good and bad news. You know, if people really want to relax, about one of the fastest ways is just lower your standards. <laughs> like, you know, just uh, don't 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 go for the great job, and who cares about how much money you make? So, if you lowered your standards, it would certainly relieve a lot of the pressure for a lot of people. And I think that's 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 what you're talking about. Is you have a lot of people who have, you know, for better or maybe for 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 multiple kinds of reasons, have raised their standards for themselves in terms of quality of life, and that that's going to throw you into a bigger game. Well, you know, uh, David, you said something very profound that caught my eye um, probably two-thirds through the book. You mentioned that the creative and uh, integrative part of the mind will work best when the more obvious and routine priorities and actions have already been systematically identified and organized. And uh, we talk a lot in the total system about the conscious and the subconscious uh, parts of the mind and that they need to work together. Can you clarify how your systematic approach elevates the power of consciousness and the subconscious to work more effectively together? You know, I think uh, Flaubert, one of the French philosophers or, 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 or writers, uh, said something that, that you know was to me sort of the, the essence of what it was like. It was like, and I, I won't do it justice, uh, you know, he said it much more poetically than I, than I will, but it was like, Handle the details of your life so that you can be fierce and original in your work. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's really true to a to a large extent. Uh, you know, a lot of what's grabbing and pulling on people's attention is not the creative uh, and the the challenging and interesting things. It's all the stuff getting in the way of that. You know, most of the executives that I coach and work with just want space. They want not physical space. They got plenty of that. What they need is psychic space. I need room to think. I need room to, to be creative. I, I, I need the, the chance to be able to free up my attention so I can focus on what I really think I need to be focused on. So that's why I think you, you need to be ruthless in terms of managing the detail of your life because you're still going to be in the detail of your life. And if you, if, if you try to bypass that and ignore it, it will come back and, and 
you know, hang on to you like an albatross. So getting clear about that, and the, the interesting thing is that as you start to complete and get clear with some of the small details, you almost can't help it. There's a part of you that will start to access and catalyze your creative thinking process. It, it happens almost naturally. Everybody's done that. And you ever clean a garage and get all inspired about something or go clean the trunk of your car? You know, when in doubt, clean a drawer. <laughs> you know, there's a part of you that you just can't help it. You'll start, to, you'll start to access and tap into that sort of positive creative energy. Well, there's all, there's always one of those to find for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're never at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make a great distinction. Those doors keep uh, filling themselves up with things, you know, in spite of ourselves. Yes. Well, sorry, David. Uh, you make a great distinction, um, or you do not make the distinction, I should say, between work and life in terms of your system, and actually make a play on words regarding that theme in your title: winning at the game of work and the business of life. Why is it important to recognize this reality? Well, uh, you know, the whole idea of winning is not as, you know, as you, as, as I write in my book, it's not about some end game that you finally win and everybody cheers. It's really about having a process that you can get back to control and perspective whenever you need to. And in order to do that, there really is no distinction between work and life. Actually, your work is your life. Uh, I mean, farmers have never, never even made that distinction ever. Uh, but, you know, and when people started to have jobs, you know, 100 years ago where they actually went off to work, you know, then that was where people, I think, started to create this split between one or the other. You know, they'd come home at night totally tired, and whoever was the homemaker was totally tired, so they didn't have the energy to write update memos to each other. So they started to, you know, create this split between, well, there's, there's work, which is what I do to essentially make the money so that I can go live. But I think we all can know intuitively that it's really all the same thing, and the, the same principles will apply across the board. If you're distracted in your mind by something in your personal life while you're sitting there at work, you're not at work. <laughs> you're not there. Or if you're at home thinking you should be doing something about your work stuff, you're not there either. So you want to handle all of it. Actually, you know, when I'm in my personal life, whatever one would call it that, I don't want to be distracted by anything else in my personal life. I just want to get rid of distraction, period. So the principles are universal principles are going to apply across the board. So David, you're really talking about compartmentalizing aspects of your life as it relates to what you are doing and what you plan to do in the future. Well, in a way, I mean, in a way, you do need to get organized in the sense that what what organization is is actually putting things in appropriate compartments. In other words, you know, if I if I have bills, simple example, if I get bills to pay and and they come into the mail and I say, you know, every Friday night I sit down and pay bills for the week and I put them in a little slot on my desk and that's where they are. I don't need to carry those around with me. I need to compartmentalize those. I mean, I decide what they are. Based upon what they are, they go there. And because they're there, I engage in a behavior with them at an appropriate time and place. That actually is the essence of being organized, meaning where something is actually matches what it means to you. The trick is is deciding what things mean to you and then being able to park those things appropriately. So in a way, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of a paradoxical, Ken, is that essentially it's all the same thing. It's all one big game called your life. But in order to be able to focus on the various aspects of your life appropriately, you do need appropriate categories and, and to be able to organize that stuff so none of that is pulling on you inappropriately. David, this is why we find assessment to be such a critical activity at the very beginning of our job search process. It's oh, of so course. critical for people to look at where they've been, where they are, where they're going, but also to look at their strengths or weaknesses or interests and really do an honest evaluation of themselves and 
Well, the first, absolutely, it's the first stage of getting control. That's why, you know, the whole idea of when I, when I wrote the first book, Getting Things Done, a lot of those, as I said, were very uh, practical and tactical techniques. For instance, if you really want to get your head clear, the first thing you better do is capture all the stuff that's on your mind, write it down, throw it in your in basket. And the idea of collecting and capturing the things that are on your mind, that's why the deeper principle of that is exactly what you're talking about. I need to do a current reality check-in. And see, there are a lot of things on cruise control. That, those aren't the issue. It's what's oh, not we'll on get, cruise we'll control. We'll get back but... and we'll talk more about those issues. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. An active activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're talking with David Allen, a productivity expert and best-selling author of Making It All Work. And uh, we were really talking about some in-depth aspects of uh, just accomplishing that from the terms of gaining control as well as perspective. And in the total system, uh, we talk about the importance of having a process. Ours is a 10-step process that enables people to very systematically accomplish their goals and regardless of their background, industry, or level. And they enable them both to become organized as well as to get focused on what their future uh, looks like. And uh, since job search is a project that, that most people don't engage in very often, the total system really is a time saver for them and a, virtually a roadmap for their success. Now, you are, you're offering a uh, roadmap for all of work and life that helps people bring that perspective and control for self-management. Can you share uh, with us, David, your matrix for self-management? Because I think it was really helpful to for people to kind of identify where they are in that matrix. Sure. If people listening to this can imagine a two-by-two two matrix where you, you map, you know, control, let's say, from left to right and perspective from the bottom to the top, and if you map those together, if you have, you know, you have four options. You can have, you know, low or no control and no perspective. You can have high control and no perspective. You can have uh, high perspective and no control. And then you can have high control and high perspective. So if you kind of map those together, it creates four quadrants. And then, the, you know, the bottom left quadrant, which is where you feel I got no control and no perspective, we, we call that the victim modality, which is basically where you feel like you're just being driven by latest and loudest. And by the way, that's not necessarily a negative. It's not a judgment. It's just an evaluation of your situation. Oftentimes, you know, I'm I'm in that quadrant, you know, half a dozen times a day because I'll, you know, I'll get have a great phone call I didn't expect and suddenly generate a whole lot of things that I didn't expect and you know suddenly I have to blow everything up and now I now I feel like I I don't know what to do next and I don't know what to focus on next. So it's not a it's not necessarily a bad thing unless you live there. <laughs> if, you're, right. if, if you're always in that state, then you know you've you've got some improvement opportunities. And w- whenever you find yourself there. You know, there is a way to pull yourself out. Now, a lot of people, if they're the first thing they need to do is say, well, I need to now get control. And that's actually probably a very appropriate thing. But if you get control and you still ignore the perspective piece, you have high control but no perspective, that's basically your micromanagement. Mm-hmm. In other words, I, I'm so wrapped around trying to get control, I'm spending all my time getting organized. I'm spending all my time trying to find the right computer program. I'm spending all my time trying to get a structure. And basically because, you know, there's often a fear of taking risks. There's a fear of the vision aspect of it. And, you know, too controlled is out of control uh, because you don't have flexibility. You're not taking risks. You're not, you're not holding your focus appropriately. So, again, many times you need to, get, you need to focus on that control. But, again, if you, you don't want to hang there you know, forever. You want to be able to move out of that as well. Now, many times people say, well, okay, like companies will get so structured. They say, we need a visionary. And so then you bring in somebody who, may, who maybe has a high vision component of and they have that, but if they don't have control, now you've got high perspective and no control, now you've got a crazy maker. That's the, you know, okay, let's do this. There's an idea a minute. You know, they're bouncing all, all over the wall and not, not much of a sense of, you know, constraints or resources. 
So obviously we all need the vision component and we all need the risk-taking component, but again, you don't want to live there. <laughs> if you are, pretty soon everything's going to feel out of control. Interestingly, the crazy makers you know, can create such a lack of control with themselves and around them, then they go over and micromanage to try to get control of it again. So it's an interesting you know, polarity there. Obviously, the ideal state is to be able to have an appropriate amount of both. In the upper right quadrant, where you're what I call the captain and commander modality. You've got, you've got your eye on the horizon. You know where you're going. You have a light touch on the helm, and you, you have this sensitivity in your gut about exactly where you need to go and at what level of detail and what horizon you need to focus on when, and you're not hung up by any of them, and you're constantly rethinking and recalibrating toward you know, desired futures. That's a lovely place to be. Uh, but, and, again, that's the idea of a roadmap is in We've all tasted in being in that state, but if you fall out of it, do you know what are the best techniques to then get you back toward that state of control and perspective again? That's why it's a good roadmap. And it is, and I really like your uh, input, uh, David, that it is a dynamic that can change uh, certainly throughout the day and throughout your, um, you know, as you progress because of new projects that might come up or other changes, uh, for instance, someone is thrown into a job search, you know, all of a sudden they kind of feel like a victim. Okay, let's, let's get control here, and then let's get perspective and so forth. What I really liked, too, was your, um, what you call the GTD IQ assessment, uh, getting things done IQ and so that you can see where you are in this little matrix. And so I encourage everyone to go to uh, www.gtd iq.com and take that a little assessment and you can take it time and again right david oh yeah you can it's a good thing to take and then you can take retake it because again it's not so much about your personality though different personalities will tend to hang in different parts of that of that matrix but it only takes you about five minutes to do it and then do it again tomorrow do it again a week from now and you'll, you'll see that again it's situational because you know how much control and perspective you feel at any point in time is very very unique to situation. And, and by the way, you might be captain and commander on the golf course and a victim in the kitchen. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know. David, share for us, the for our listeners, um, how you see corporations today. Uh, our listeners are obviously trying to match their skills, abilities, and interests with the corporate culture. Share some perspective, if you would, on where organizations are today and where you see them in the future. Oh, well... You know, I have my own, I'm kind of down in the weeds myself, so I only have my small perspective on the game, but I am in lots of different companies, you know, fairly regularly. First of all, let me say I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic right now because I think, you know, I think a lot of companies uh, have been very, very gun-shy, obviously since, you know, since the recession hit, of making any kind of long-term commitment. So we've certainly seen it in our business where, uh, you know, they just stopped investing for the long-term and just saying, well, you don't even know what tomorrow's going to look like. Somebody described it as arrhythmic. You know, it's kind of like you never know when the combination of things is going to come together. So I think everybody's been very gun-shy of making any kind of commitments, but I'm starting to see that change. I think it's kind of like people are kind of coming out from under the rocks and kind of blinking in the sunlight and saying, oh, I guess there is, there is a world out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the turnaround, at least, uh, in, in the companies that, that we're dealing with uh, that are actually starting to, to, to do that. So I think that's probably good news in the in the market out there. I would say if I had to give one piece of advice uh, is, is to uh, sell yourself in terms of how well you deal with change. You know, I, I have yet to actually hear uh, HR people or hiring people actually do this, but I think they know it intuitively 
is like, tell me the last time you dealt with a major change or disruption in your life and what, how, you, how you managed and navigated that and how you recalibrated. See, if I'm hiring people, I don't really care what their skill set is. I want to, if they know how to get themselves back there, they can develop any of those skills. So I want somebody who knows how to sort of get control and get perspective appropriately. So those sort of life management skills is what I'm most interested in. If somebody knows how to do that, now obviously there's, you know, you don't want to have to, you know, train somebody up from beginning, uh, and people are certainly looking for that kind of talent. But I think that process talent is one that organizations are paying a lot more attention to. I think you're very right about that, David, and I really like your analogy of having a mind like water. It's a very powerful image. Can you elaborate on that way of thinking? Yeah, well, I took that image from the martial arts. I had a lot of big background in the martial arts, and mind like water is the, the idea of the, in, in the martial arts, many times there's contemplative or reflective or meditative kind of exercises. And there may be a spiritual component to that, but there's certainly a practical component as well. The idea of clearing your head in other words, if four people jump in a dark alley that you don't expect, you don't want to have 3,000 emails on your mind. You, know, <laughs> you need to have a clear head. So the idea is, look, at any point in time, your maximal or your optimal state to be able to engage with your world and surprises coming toward you is with as little on your mind as possible that may distract you from being able to stay focused appropriately and to deal with a new thing that you may need to deal with. So the idea is, how do I get my head and keep my head in a clear state so I am optimally able to navigate and negotiate with stuff I can't expect. Mm-hmm. Well, you spend several chapters, actually, on gaining control. Uh, what are the steps, and how can, can one adapt that process to a, as a lifestyle? Well, you know, the, essentially, there are behaviors that everybody does to some extent. Uh, they just don't do them systematically, and they don't do them on the front end. They do them on the back. For instance, you know, I'm sure everybody listening to this at some point has felt stressed and overwhelmed and confused and sat down and made a list and felt at least a little bit better. Well, if you ever figured out why that worked, you'd never keep anything in your head the rest of your life. Just most people don't seem to have you know, thought that through enough to find out, well, how come by just getting the stuff out of my head and getting it out in front of me, you know, I feel better? Well, because that, what you're doing is implementing the first two stages, or at least the first stage of getting control, which is identifying what is pulling on your psyche and getting it out of your head because your head has no sense of past or future when you keep stuff in there. So externalization of this is critical. So whether you go up to a whiteboard and start brainstorming or whether you sit down and just grab paper and start jotting down every single thing that's on your mind about anything, that is an absolutely critical first process. So keeping things out of your head, that's, that's, that is job one. And don't let it you know, keep rolling around in there. But once you get it out of your head, it will crawl back up into your head if you don't very soon you know, deal with it. It's kind of like your light blinking here, your uh, David, for you explain this. With your, when your light, when your light blinking. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You have about a minute. Uh, if you need to make a decision about what it is, what's the action step? What am I committed to? And then you need to organize that. That organization is, is is critical that you park these things appropriately. Otherwise, your mind doesn't trust your system and it'll take it back. And then you need to build in a rec- reflective and review process. Once a week, you better take two hours and step back and look at everything that you're doing and not doing. And that gives you to stage five, where you engage, and you engage out of confidence instead of hope. And we'll engage again when we get back, so stay tuned. News. 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 News.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to feedthepig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Self-leadership is more important than corporate leadership. In the hustle and bustle world we live in, we need to be reminded that in all failures and successes, we are the common denominators. Each week, let Daniel Gutierrez help bring you the tools you need to manage self-leadership, resulting in self-success. Make your mark in your industry. Make sure you listen to Right Here, Right Now, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson. We're with David Allen, and we've been talking some about some very... Um, interesting and helpful ways that we can uh, make things work for ourselves. And as we uh, close the last segment, David, you were talking about the different steps for gaining control. And, in fact, you spend uh, the greatest portion of your book on, on that topic, 
more so than getting uh, on getting perspective. Why is that? Well, the perspective pieces are very simple are simple questions. They're not simple necessarily to answer, but the process of focusing on what you need to focus on doesn't have the quite the complexity that the, the, the aspect of getting control does. So it needs a little bit more room. And also I think people I think people are kind of behind the curve in terms of the control piece, you know, out there in the world. You know, the, the, the ability to be able to navigate as fast as things are coming at you, integrate that input, recalibrate the whole set and refocus again is a is a skill set that's very lacking and people are very much behind. I think that's why my book has hit such a nerve is because it really focuses on that. But then you can't ignore all the other good questions. But it doesn't, you know, you don't have to write a whole lot about, say, well, what, what, would, your vision, what would your vision of success 40,000 feet look like? So it, it's a, you know, that could take you a week or a month or even a year to figure out, you know, what, what the answer is. But it's not, a, it's not a difficult process to understand that I need to ask myself, what are my purposes and values? What's my vision of success? What are the shorter-term goals that I need to focus on to get there? What are the 10 to 15 areas of my life that I need to manage and maintain, like my health and relationships and finances and so forth? And then what are all the projects I have about all that? So they, they, they kind of both meet. They, they really are. It's really about getting control. The, the whole thing is about getting control. But you won't feel, you'll still feel out of control if some part of you has not identified the vision of where you're going. As you guys know, you know, if, if, you, if you haven't decided what, you're really, what you really want to be doing with your life, uh, the whole job search process is not going to feel in control until you get there. David, let's go back to productivity, if you don't mind. Many of our listeners are asking themselves, well, once I'm in an organization, obviously I want to be productive. I want to do the best job I can. I want to get the highest performance appraisal rating I can and be eligible for promotions. Share with our listeners your thoughts on how an individual can, in fact, be much more productive on the job in corporate America. Well, applying all of these principles, that's where most of my work is, is dealing with professionals in their you know, organizational environments and working with them and coaching them to get control of that environment using these steps. So being able to essentially know how to capture input there, know how to make good outcome and action decisions about things when it shows up instead of when it blows up, having a good organization system so that you know, you're not losing things, things aren't falling through the cracks somewhere and you can help you stay focused. And building in a good review and a, and a self-executive thinking process, you know, that's going to help anybody do a much better job. And, you know, trust me, your boss is probably feeling more out of control than you are because usually as you go up the hierarchy, anybody at one stage up has four to ten times as much stuff going on as the people below them. And so any boss that's going to try to pretend that they, are, that they totally have control and perspective and are maintaining that, you know, totally perfectly is probably kidding you. So the more you're able to do that, the more you'll just become attractive. And, of course, you're, you'll start attracting the bigger jobs and the bigger things because people go, wow, you know, they can, they can get stuff done. So, you know, you, you kind of have to be ready for that. The better you get, the better you better get. Uh, but and that's the best way to find, do it. I'm sorry. Do you find that corporations today are using performance appraisals more than the past or less? Or what is your take on that? You know, I don't, I don't really say I have any, I don't have any, any data on that. I haven't noticed you know, one way or the other, you know, and every organization I think is very different in terms of how they do that. Uh, I think how people assess, you know, what what somebody is good at is can can be a. I think that's an important question that people are asking themselves. And you know, 360 feedback processes and other kinds of things. I think those are those are useful as well as personality matrix. You know, the, the 
Myers-Briggs and the DISC model and those kinds of things. I think all of those are extremely helpful. Oftentimes, assessments just kind of let, let people know in, what they kind of knew intuitively anyway. If it gives them a little more harder, harder, hard data to, to, to be able to use and evaluate. You make a really uh, great point, uh, David, that um, how one's confident how confident someone is that they can achieve something is really essential for commitment. And we find that so true in the people we work with in job search and job change that when they can feel like, hey, it's out there, I can get that, and I have the skills and the capability to, um, to attract an employer, they have the confidence then to go through with their networking and go through with the interviewing and so forth. Why is that so um, well, again, I think most people are feeling a lack of confidence, so the more that people can exude that, I think that's, that's certainly going to be something that's going to you know, shine and stand out uh, in terms of something that's going to be noticeable. But it can't, as you know, be a fake or a false sense of confidence. A lot of people try to parade their confidence, and they're mm-hmm. actually parading an insecurity. The most confident people I know are the ones that show up and say, I don't know what's going on, you know, give me help. But the, the truth is they're confident enough to know that they could actually listen to and understand and take feedback and that people that they're worthwhile enough for people to actually help them. And that those that's the real confidence out there is your willingness to be vulnerable and then your willingness to engage before you have it perfect. You also make an important observation that um, when we most need to deal with the kind of cleaning up of the minutiae in our lives, is when we feel most compelled to try and stay focused on something, you know, more strategic, especially if we happen to be strategic in our sure. uh, natural makeup. So that's a dichotomy in the self-management process and what makes, you know, your approach so so essential. Uh, well, I why have so many found your system to work? Well, because it, it works, I think. Basically, it's, it, it creates just enough structure to give you the, the sense of freedom and spontaneity, but no more. You want structure, you want just as much as you need, but no more. So, you know, you don't want, if you had no structure, then there's no lines in the road, you know, there's no edges to the canvas, so you're not going to be feeling comfortable driving or painting. So you, you need edges to things. You just don't want too many. You don't want 75 lines in the road. Then you wouldn't even bother driving. It'd be too compl- complicated. But it's nice to have one down the middle so you, don't, so you can think about other things when you drive. In the same way, you need to make sure you have just enough structure to be able to manage that. And quite frankly, if you can stay focused on the strategic things, fine. It's just that, you know, oftentimes, as I said, what gets in the way is then all the minutia and other things. So instead of going numb to those or trying to ignore them, and they'll ultimately blow up on the back end. Most people I know say they don't have time to handle the secondary things because of so many fires and crises, but that's where the fires and crises come from, the secondary things people are not dealing with appropriately when they show up. They're waiting until they blow up, and that is really no fun at all. Well, we're about finished here, so I want to just encourage everyone that making it all work is a must-read if you want to achieve a mind like water. So tell us, David, how we can get a hold of your books. Well, you know, you can get it through all the standard book outlets and stores, Barnes & Noble, Borders, Amazon, online. You can go to our website, davidco.com, D-A-V-I-D-C-O dot C-O-M. The books are on there as well as a bunch of other stuff. So all all the standard places. Well, thank you so much, David, for being on the show. And next week, we're going to have Alan Clark with us, so be sure to join us next week. David, thank you very much, buddy.
Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.